Welcome to Shotgun Sports USA, recorded in the U.S. and streaming all over the world. I'm your host, Justin Barker, and I talk to shotgun shooters from all disciplines, championship-winning coaches, gun clubs, world-class target setters, vendors, and industry-leading companies that fuel the sport. If you're into clay target sports, you are at the right place for insider information from some of the best in the world every single week. Check us out online at ShotgunSportsUSA.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram. Shotgun Sports USA is powered by Winchester Ammunition, the American legend. Also brought to you by Ultimate Shooting Accessories, Rick Hemingway's Promatic Trap Sales, Sound Gear and Sound Gear Phantom, Comp and Choke, Clay Shooter Supply, and Clay Target Vision. My guest on the show today is a fairly new shooter, and we discuss what a new shooter should pay the most attention to. What gear do you really need? How important is a coach right from the start? Squatting, goal setting, and expectations, and so much more. Please welcome to the show, Ralph Petty. Ralph, welcome to the show. Hey, Justin. Thank you for having me, man. I uh, uh, can't really figure out how I got here, but uh, it's, it's been a pretty wild ride, but I'm honored and humbled to be on here, and thanks again for having me. Yeah, man. So tell everyone about Ralph Petty, who you are and what you do for a living. Well, I'm uh, uh, 54 years old, originally from, uh, we'll get to more of that later, the 54-year-old part, but um, uh, from Knoxville, Tennessee, and i I've uh, lived in Cleveland, Tennessee for about uh, about 25 years, and uh, uh, Jill and I both from Knoxville, but found our way here. And then uh, I have two children, and one is a sophomore, uh, my daughter Reed, at the College of Charleston, and doing great. And my son Emerson is a sophomore at the Baylor School in Chattanooga, and he's all boy, 6'3", about 270, he's a center, all football, and uh, a 16-year-old son. So uh, a thrilled thrilled and uh, about both of them and um they're uh, they're doing good so uh, kind of funny a side note justin gene bostic who i was able to meet last week at the gator cup mm-hmm. was a boarding student at the baylor school and her favorite teacher was heather ott who happens to be my son's english teacher and she keeps her foot on him pretty heavy so uh, she's a great educator, but I always, uh, you know, we know the world's a small place and that was proof of it. So it was, a yeah, that was kind of an interesting conversation with Gene, but, um, but, uh, I, um, uh, have a company, uh, called Petty Marketing Group and we're in the promotional marketing business. And, uh, what does that really mean? We, we put logos on stuff and we are able to do it for a lot of people. We've, um, uh, currently been involved with Porsche cars, North America and Atlanta, for uh, three or four years, as well as Mercedes Benz, we're we're working on some Sprinter van projects with Mercedes. And you know, your background, uh, you know how hot those are, and it's been been fun. And and uh, John Deere, and and uh, hey, and even even now Daniel Defense, uh, not not just customers, but Marty and Cindy and Connor have, have become past friends and more family. Um, uh, we've done some now work with Beretta uh Cessna aircraft uh, Bombardier uh the corporate aviation sector for many many years um you know we've done some cool projects got a lot of healthcare clients but we did the uh, uh the duck commander project with uh, the Robertsons and uh, Clayton Holmes really? out of Knoxville yeah it was a very very exciting uh, to be able to take the kids to West Monroe and go to Miss Kay's and 
you know, tour the plant and Emerson and Willie are out there looking at the samurai sword and, you know, dad was a hero through, through some of that too. So it's, uh, been, been blessed. Not a, not a huge company, very, uh, very boutique, uh, with a good client list. And, uh, and we have a lot of fun. We don't really have clients. We got friends. So we're been very blessed with that. Yeah. So how did you get into sporting clays or why did you want to invest your time in this sport? Well, that's a, that's a, that's a deep question. I think, um, you know, I, um, there's one, there's one actor, Matthew McConaughey. Now there's a guy I think you and I both could kind of hang out with, you know, Texas guy. Um, and I'm, I've got a little, uh, app on my phone where I, where I ever note, I store, I store quotes. And, um, he said something one night he was winning one of those, I don't know, Justin, what Oscar award or, or something. And he said something that always stuck for me and I don't even have to look at it now. I can remember it. And he said, I got three things I live by. And I thought they were pretty cool. One of them was I got something, you know, to have something to look up to. And we all know what that is, you know, your faith and the future and, 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 and the greater, the greater, you know, the big, the big picture, and then something to look forward to, you know, kids graduating school, you know, the high school football game to uh, weddings and kid grandkids and things like that, you know, the, the looking forward to part of life. And then, he said something and what drives him is something to chase. And it's pretty, it's pretty true of all of us. And I think, I think everyone needs that. And so the something to chase part, uh, was, was something I kind of looked at. I had been experienced. I've been exposed is the right word to sporting clay and, uh, and you, something you probably didn't know, but in 2008, 2009 timeframe, I was on our way. Um, Jill and I were on our way to Texas to go on a deer hunt down near the Mexico border and Bill McGuire invited me to stop by the nationals and shoot some sporting clays. Now imagine, you know, you and all the listeners know what the nationals are. So I'm, I land in San Antonio. It's always around Thanksgiving timeframe. Um, the deer season in Texas doesn't open until, around that time I, we had a few days of lag and i go out and and register for the nsca i borrow a gun from bill got me a gun not sure who buy some shells now there's a whole different thing you could buy shells just like you can buy you know bottle of water at a convenience store it was pretty simple and i go out and shoot and i meet mike wilgus john kruger's in the squad bill mcguire it was rick mine i remember meeting derek and i remember meeting anthony um at that sh and me so i believe if i was guessing bill would probably know we'd have to look back i don't know that i shot the main maybe it was the prelim and the five stand i don't know but i remember um at the time mike and we've rekindled that relationship since i started shooting again kayla was one year old and now kayla's doing what kayla's doing uh world so i was exposed to it um way back then uh, didn't do it I, my background was more on the uh, on the professional bass fishing side of things um and so a lot of years have passed and um i wanted to you know get back into something and a friend invited me down to the makeup regional at south florida gun club in december of 2020 bobby hilliard invited me to go down and it was at South Florida. I began re-signed up for NSCA, bought a gun real quick, go down there. And uh, um, <laughs> I owe Bobby a lot. He, he took me and showed me how to work the five stand and 
it was it was a it was a it was a circus fire at best. I mean, you know, get get in the get in the second peg. All right, move down, move down one. You know, uh, get some more shells, get some more shells. Move down one more. You know, he Bobby hadn't been back to a shoot yet. I'm glad to say he's going to be at the U.S. Open this year. But I just thought it just something. I just got really addicted to it, and I thought this is fun. And uh, thankfully, hadn't missed one since. So that's how I sort of got to where uh, that where I'm at right now, and just really having a good time with it. You mentioned professional bass fishing. What did you have to do with that? We, um, I got, I got lucky. I, I fished on, uh, the FLW tour and the, uh, BASS, um, tour. So I had a tour card and, and as people that are familiar with that, you see all the wrapped boats and the wrapped trucks. And, uh, that was me. I did it. And, uh, it was a, was a great, great time in my life. And this was back in the late nineties through the early two thousands. And, um, you know, just, just, to, just to work your way up to get, to get a tour card, to get, to get sponsors. Uh, I had Timex sports and then it led on to Stanley tools and Chevrolet and different people and just a wonderful experience. And growing up doing that, always hunting and fishing. It was a, it was a dream come true. But, you know, as you know, um, uh, now you got a lot of, uh, Chevrolet went away after being, they owned that space, uh, on the automotive side. Now Toyota owns it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the industry grew to become a business and it always was a business. I, you know, the ESPN coverage was all there and it was, but it's changed a lot and uh, used to have some unique rules that fit um, people like you and I, you know, people that had careers and families that had a 30 day mandatory off limits. The events were spaced out about six to seven weeks. So you didn't feel the need to, you know, be rushed. You could come home and live a normal life. Nobody's getting a, you know, a, Think about it on our side, Justin. Imagine if it was before the U.S. Open, nobody could shoot a shotgun for thirty days. You weren't feel like you didn't feel like you were behind. Yeah. You were you were part of it. Then the first year um, they started doubling up. So you might be at Sam Rayburn and practice starts on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, events Thursday, Friday, cuts final days Saturday, Sunday, and if you don't make the cut, you relocate. Now we're going to Grand Lake hypothetical in Oklahoma. We're going to do it round. We're going to do it week two, and mm-hmm. then it just you realize with it with a business that I that I loved and started. I I just realized it was coming to an end pretty quick, and uh, I've got um, lots and lots of friends from that space, and uh, they're doing very 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 well. And, uh, and again, my son thinks it's cool when we go to Bassmaster Classics or we go to MLF events, and and all the big names will come over and give their dad a hug or give, give his dad a hug. And it's, it feels good. And that, that was a great, great time. And I'm glad to see them go on and do some really, uh, really great things. And I think, I think this sport can do the same thing. There's lots of similarities. Let's talk about being a beginner in this sport. It can be very intimidating, not knowing anyone, not knowing what to do or what to expect, not knowing that people really don't care if you hit or miss all the targets and on and on. What is to be expected coming from someone that just experienced this not that long ago? Well, it was, uh, boy, you're, you know, that is a, that's a really deep subject and you couldn't have hit that more on the head. You, you get to these shoots and, and the first thing I think of is the, just the logistics. I mean, you've got people in fields parking trailers, you got Can-Ams and Polaris running everywhere. You got golf cart rental over here, ammo pickup over there. You got to register. Uh Oh, there's a squad change. Uh, I remember all of that and know, and, and, and again, I've known Bill a long time, 
but Bill's busy. Bill's there on business, and you can't go hunt down Uncle Bill. You, you've got to kind of do it on your own. So, again, Bobby Hilliard helped me on my first one, uh, and it, it's really nerve-wracking. I was showing up at my stations 30 minutes early. <laughs> it was, you know, just because you were so nervous about being there, and then you get ready to shoot, and it's almost like you're shaking. You, you're just so, so much so much anxiety. So, um, you know, but, but at the end of the day, when you get through one, um, I've often said it would be nice if there was like an orange tent at each event that says, you know, uh, beginners 101, you know, uh, we're here to help or whatever, just because, you know, the red course, the creek course, the rose course, the black course, the purple course, I mean, five stand, feet task, you name it. I mean, just, you know, these are on big parcels of land. These are not, you know, these are not baseball diamonds. So it's big and spread out. And there's a lot of people, but people will help. And I'm, I'm a product of that. And uh, they'll show you the way they do not care how many you hit, trust me, or how many you miss. Um, you, they, they'll get you there if you'll just ask and, and, uh, and you'll meet a lot of great people in the process. So it, it can be overwhelming. And, um, you know, for me, I was just, I was just, I was just blessed to meet a lot of really, really good people that helped. And, um, and, and, and you get the hang of it after one or two. So, and all I've shot, Justin, actually is all big shoots. I've not shot any, uh, any, any small local shoots whatsoever. So I, any punch that I've got is always where, you know, Anthony, Bill, Zach, you know, the, the master class shooter shoot. That's the only, uh, shoot I go to is the big ones. Cause I want to punch up uh where the best are so that's kind of the direction i took yeah i was about to ask that question why don't you get any local shoots you just don't want to punch well, all the way to master class and then get somewhere and you're shooting a, a 55 and everybody else is shooting 85 you know what i mean well I, i've done it i've experienced it I've, I've met you know people that you know that, that weren't necessarily a a, a name brand or a, a, a contracted pro with big sponsorship you know, and you'll meet Joe Blow along the way, and you kind of looked over there, and you know, mm, master class. All right, so we're looking at the cards. I'm thinking, oh, this will be good. And then you get to the third station, and he's hit three. And then later, and you don't, you don't say anything. You're not there to criticize. You're just, it's an observation. I thought, well, maybe he's having a bad day, not knowing. Then you get to about station fourteen or fifteen, and they're like, I'm glad this is over. You know, this is the first regional I've ever shot. And my mind went to. Well, wait a minute, I got to get back to the hotel and get my NSCA book out and figure out on the website, figure out how did he punch there to master and hadn't been to a regional yet. That was his first regional. So then I was explained again, I was explained that, well, he's done it at a 20 person, 40 person tournament. And yeah, he might've done well, but when you get to the big ones, it all changes. So I thought early on, I don't want to do that. I, I just want to punch. If you're shooting it, if Zach's shooting it or anybody's shooting it, that's where I want to be because you're, you're, you're punching up where they're punching. And to me, that's the only way I could make sense of it. So, um, um, that's what I did and glad and glad I did it. Yeah. You know, you brought up a, a pretty, pretty good idea. Why not have a welcome tent at these shoots? You know, uh, I, I don't know. Hey, I don't know that I've seen one of those. I, I, I know I haven't. I've probably looked for one. Um, it, uh, uh, I, you think about, let's just think about the first time. And I'm sure they've got like, they reminded me when I got to nationals 
that I wasn't a rookie because I had shot it once before, but that was, that was the only one I'd shot up until that point. So you think about nationals and I'm sure they, 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 again, they're there to help you, but you pull through those gates and you think overwhelming. I mean, that is, that's an understatement. So, um, we, uh, I'll tell you the first person that I met was Cindy Daniel and Connor at the Gator cup 2021. Uh, in January, waiting, uh, you know how just they'll, they'll pull some, they'll, everybody pulls their cart, makes everybody put their carts to the side mm-hmm. and let that one course empty out before they'll let you funnel in. Yep. And uh, I met her and Connor and then soon Marty and they become family. I mean, we, we, we now travel together with everybody else and she uh, did a lot to uh to kind of guide me along for a tournament or two because you didn't know it but but you're right wouldn't it be nice if it was you know for those people um uh, like i was just to say look i'm 101 and i don't really understand the map or i don't know where to be and what does you know what does uh 8 30 and 11 30 and 2 30 start times really mean and just to be able to walk through that i think it would be a huge help a huge help yeah so you brought up your first sheet was in january 2021 well, mm-hmm. What's interesting in that same year, you won the Winchester Winchester Championship Tour in E class at nationals, and didn't even know you won it. That was, was funny. So, <laughs> walk through that year and talk about your experience. Oh, wow, you know, l- looking back on that, I don't know that I knew until very very late that there was even a championship tour or a points race. I mean, again, I can't say it enough. I'm just trying to figure out how to how to do this and, and, and how to, you know, how to learn the process and, and walk through it. And somewhere I remember Cindy Daniels saying, Ralph, did you know that you have to shoot the fee task and the five stand and the main for the championship tour points? And I'm like, what's the championship tour point? What's the windshield? I'll show you later. And then we pull it up on the internet and I'm like, Oh, there's my name. I'm like in seventh place. And I said, well, well, well then I need to start shooting fee task. So, I didn't, I just signed up for feet task at the next and went out and shot it. And, and I mean, she, if she had had a whistle, uh, she would have blown the, the, uh, the pee out of it because it was, uh, I, uh, you know, you got to have the gun touching you. Uh Oh, don't mount. You know, she, they were helping me along, but <laughs> yeah. I started, I only shot feet task. Like I've only shot it now like four times, but, um, I started running out and doing it. And then when, um, uh, you know, it just looking back through the year, it was just really just trying. I was just trying so hard to learn and, and progress and, and, and get better. And, uh, and it was surreal when we were all standing out at nationals and, um, they, they called my name out and I had shot with Brett from Winchester that Sunday morning, last day of national. Mm-hmm. And he's standing out there with Donnie and they called my name and everybody just erupted and they could not have been more gracious. And I was freaked out. I looked around like, what are they calling my name for? And I, I go out there and I win it. But Joe Finese, first person I saw and comes out there and he puts the metal on and makes, make sure it's straight. You know, Joe's got to keep it all together and oh, yeah. hold this and take pictures. And we just had the greatest time. And it was just, uh, it was very, uh, heck I get kind of wound up thinking about it now because you just start something months earlier and it went from fear to started understanding what was going on to i really like this and then i really want to get better and then and then to get there and realize that yes it was e-class but um 
let me tell you something. There's a lot of people that start that are really, really good, and uh, they're really good right out of the gate. So I was, uh, I was thrilled to do that. It was a lot of fun, and you did that too. I heard. Yeah, I did. I, I think I finished second. It was either second or third in E class, and and it, I was kind of like you. I didn't even know what that was. And <laughs> in the mail one, because I didn't wait at nationals. In the mail one day, I got this plaque or whatever it was, and and a medal, and saying that I finished either second or third which i thought was pretty cool it gives you a good uh i guess it it makes you feel good like okay i i'm doing good at this you know let me let me continue on with it and and see how it how it ends up you know so yeah you're just you, it takes a year to really to really you just look forward to the next one and you do you just continuing to learn and you get a lot of the anxiety behind you and it does kind of solidify hey i'm, I'm kind of doing it for a reason and and uh you know what i was a i was a happy e-classer and uh you know some people you know look down at that but uh but you know what um like i say you know you want to you want to show up and and you think you're a double a well just go on and get you some of it and uh, <laughs> uh i'll just hang out over here and i'll punch my way over there yeah. when i'm ready but i do think the the punching and the way this the 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 points work or the or classifications work is a better way to say it is there for a reason. And so I just wanted to follow it right by the book and, uh, and doing the same thing this year. So that's, uh, uh, we're, I guess we're getting ready to start that. So we're, um, um, uh, we'll see where we end up this year, but you're right. It is a good gauge and, um, you know, you got to keep score, right? You got to keep yep. score at something. So, uh, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. And, and, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, it was, uh, that was a, a really a cool way to cap off the year with a lot of good people we had a really good week that week so yeah uh, it was a lot of fun you know when i was starting out fee task really really intimidated me i didn't know what i was doing i didn't i mean you hear all these oh they'll blow the whistle at you or stop you or if you're not doing something right i didn't know how to i didn't know how the rotations work i didn't know anything and i <laughs> you know it's, it, crazy. it's they all helped you out hey it's your turn you know you're up now and uh it was really simple to learn how to shoot fee task, which is a little more complicated in my opinion than everything else. It, it is. It is. It's just that movement. And, and I've had really no formal lesson on it. You know, it, it's, uh, it just, it just right now I'm just going out and shooting. I'm sure we'll work on that in the future, but it is a lot of fun. And, and again, it goes back to what we said earlier. They'll help you. I mean, uh, the, uh, the, the lay, I wish I remember her name. It was a referee. And uh, I think it was a husband and wife team at national. And, I shot with uh, Madison Sharp, and I shot with um, uh, there was people from the West Coast. Really a good time. And no, no, I take that back. It was at Houston. It was in Houston. Mm-hmm. And we got done, and she said, well, you did really well. You had an 18 and a 17 or something like that. And I said, was that good? Out of, out of how many? I can't even remember. She goes, 25. I said, okay. I got it. She goes, you know, there's only one problem. And, um, and I said, what's that? And she said, well... You know, they didn't tell you, but you have to wear pants. And I had on Callaway golf shorts and my shirt, my polo, my vest, you know, whatever. And I thought, you're kidding me. And I t- and one of those guys, um, uh, I'll see him again. I can't, his name escapes me. And I, for some reason, I noticed, why is he turned around? And I realized he was shaking. He was laughing so hard. He couldn't even stare at me because I was so serious. I thought they were going to disqualify me. <laughs> and everybody else had had either yoga pants or shorts or, or jeans on or something like that. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that. And finally, she let me off the hook. But she really, really got me good uh, on the rules. But but looking back, she was so helpful. Like, 
you know, you just, you remember exactly when you walked in and it was like, you, you, you look at the bird, you get up and you get ready and you're trying to get your stance right and you get everything going and you just start to mount the, uh, and she goes, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're trying to, you know, get into a soft mount. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh yeah, I got to keep it below. And she goes, remember, just got to touch, got to touch somewhere. So they were again, all helpful. And it, it, it it's wonderful. You just have to jump in, uh, dive in head first. And, and it takes a little type A, but I think you could be extremely, you know, shy and, you know, maybe a little introverted and, 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 and they're going to be there to help you too. So it, 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 um, it's, it's built for anybody. Just go try it. It's a lot of fun. It really is a lot of fun. And the people are even better. Yeah. You know, no matter what class you're in, you're not going to buy success, right? I mean, it's no. a, it's a fact. So we'll, let's talk about this for a second. Nearly everyone thinks the first thing they should do is buy eight or $10,000 shotgun. And you experience this and realize fairly quickly that this does not make you win anything. So in your findings, what has helped you to be more successful? Well, you know, I know I'm the poster child for the first part of that question. I was three guns in before I got the gun I have now. And, uh, you know, it's, um, it, it, find a coach. You're going to hear that a lot. Find a coach, find a coach, find a coach. And I only know a few. I mean, I know of all the big coaches. We all do. But Mm -hmm. find a coach. I even would go so far as to say, if you're getting started or if you've been in it a year and you've shot a few tournaments and you really think you want to to progress, go to the coach. Let the coach help them suggest a gun or a plan of how you're going to do that. Because again, like I said, I bought three before I got the one I've got now. Uh, it was a, um, a Beretta A400 in a multi-target, adjustable rib. You talking about looking back thinking goofball. I mean, I wouldn't, yeah. you know, I'm sure it's a fabulous gun, but that wasn't, you know, and I'm thinking when I left it in 08 or 09, I must have came in at the craze of the high rib, right? Because or the taped on rib or the triple high ribs or whatever. I call them a fence. Just call them a fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had, I had the big fence and then <laughs> I'm thinking that doesn't look, you know, I, that looks sort of like what I had a long time ago. And then I thought, no, I'll get, I'll get a, a maybe I can get a, like a baby DT 11. I'll get a six ninety four. So I had that like, like the second or third term of last year. And I thought, I don't really like this any more than it just didn't seem to fit. I'm right-handed. I batted right or left, um, eat left-handed, but everything's right-handed, uh, everything else, you know. Um, so, uh, but, but I'm left-eye dominant. And when I shoot a bow with bow hunting, I, I kind of still, I still use my right arm and shoulder to pull the bow back, but I kind of peep the, you know, peek the string and I can pull it over the other side of my nose. But, but I, so I'm, I'm a hundred percent left-eye dominant, uh, and it's comfortable, but it just didn't work well because, again, I've got a left-handed gun, adjustable comb, but I needed a lot of cast in my stock. And and so when I when I I finally bit the bullet and I went back to an A400. And um, when when I got to the the vendor row, I went to Beretta, and it was at the Meadows, so it was like the second. That was the Southeast Regional last year. Mm-hmm. And we drive over to the golf car or drive over there to the, to the booth. And I've met Desiree Edmonds. Well, I think Desiree Edmonds works for Beretta right. and it's so nice to see you. And she's so, 
she's so pleasant and cute and you walk in and she's helping you and look at this gun and look at this gun. Would you like a bottle of water? Would you? And I'm like, wow, this is the greatest place I've ever been to, you know, and she's so helpful. Doesn't know if she shoots. I don't know anything about anything about her. Uh, she was just helpful. And then I mosey over to the, to the coal booth and um, ended up buying uh, just a long way around it, a, 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 a new A400. I've had, I've had two that are the full coal pros and they're not, they're not cheap. I've got, I've, I've gone to Naples, Florida to their office and, and Rich and I took a beautiful piece of bread of wood that he could work with and he built it and built the, you know, got the four in the way we wanted it. And I shot it for, got it roughed in, shot it for about, shot it through nationals. And then right after nationals, um, I, or leading up to nationals, um, I, you know, we got to jump ahead now. We got to bring Zach into the picture, but, um, we, uh, I decided to make a barrel change or, or a gun change. I changed again to another a 400, but I went from a parallel target, which was a, a step rib. I mean, I was fighting it. I, I wanted to be on the fence, Justin. I wanted a big fence, but my fence kept getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And, um, uh, and I do need to interject a big, a big whoa moment. We were at, I was doing some, uh, doing some business with uh, Marty and Cindy and we was at Daniel defense one morning and I go out and I said, well, Zach's here and Connor shoots with Zach and Desiree. So I thought, well, I'll just go out. I'll just go, you know, I guess I'm gonna go take a lesson from Zach, change my world. And, and a couple of times I cannot, I cannot stress to people enough. and. And listen, it may be if Zach gets coaching from Anthony from time to time, or they can talk that language at a 50,000-foot level, person may be in AA or might be in B or might be in D or might be getting started, and every one of them uh, at any point could start that. But it really changed it. And I was having trouble with a, um, a trap bird, a quartering trap bird at distance and really struggling with it. And I believe I, I was – one or two for I've shot a box of shells. I've shot 20, 25 shells at it. And I've hit it two or three times. Maybe Zach said, sit down there a minute, just drink a bottle of water. I'll be, I'll be back in just a second. He gets in the players and leaves. And I'm thinking, I know it's bad. I didn't know it was that bad. Zach's going, he's going to leave me. <laughs> and he's gone and he comes back. And he's holding a barrel. I'm like, where did he just get a barrel at? You know? So he has taken the barrel off Desiree's gun off her a 400 Mm-hmm. put it on mine and said, let's try it again. Now, obviously flat rib, it's just the standard a 400 flat rib gun. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, I, I just to call it right. I was either six out of seven or seven out of eight. And it just, it was like the light bulb went off. And what I learned was happening. You get the whole point, right. And you would get, you would, you'd see the bird, you would start making the move to the line and then seeing the target moving up to the kill spot. Well, the problem was the step rib, the parallel ribs says, what are you seeing at the top? And I mean, by this time we were having really hard conversations and, and I said, well, Zach, I'm losing it. And he goes, define what you're, just tell me what you mean by you're losing it. And I said, I see everything perfect. And when I'm moving to it. There's a point where. We're not looking at the barrel, but subliminally the barrel, I'm losing the bird totally. Well, he identified pretty quick that it could have been the rib. When he put that low rib gun on there, it was like, 
it was like I was looking at it like a drone. I mean, I could see the whole field. And I could just move right up to it, boom, pull the trigger, hit the bird. So then I said, okay, I'm going to make the switch. And ordered another. A good friend of mine wanted my gun. He, he was a left-handed shooter. He just retired engineer. He bought it, and I took the stock for him, moved it to my new Cole Pro, um, and shot it a little bit more. Really liked it. They all look, looked at it, seeing how my eyes were, you know, had multiple people look at it. And um, it was just, it was been the greatest thing ever. So you can't buy it and, and just ask people. And it doesn't matter if you go ask, if you go ask Kimball, you go, you go, you go to, you go over to DuPont Creek off and ask her, I'm a brand new shooter. I've never shot. Should I buy a $20,000 shotgun? And I promise you, she will tell you that's probably not wise advice. And yeah. it's not that you can't hold it. It's not that you can't open it, put shells in it, but you you can't you don't even know what the word move is until you learn what moving is moving the gun and i just um you know what it might not be the prettiest and you've got beautiful gun you got you know be there's a lot of beautiful guns out there but you know you got to ask yourself do i want the, the prettiest gun or do i want a gun i can learn with progress with get better with and then at some point whenever they say that time is now then I'll look at doing something else. But in the meantime, um, I'm having a ball with my A400, and uh, it's a shooter. And never jammed once. Uh, the newest one I've got, maybe 2,500 rounds, Justin, in it. Um, um, the, the one previous, probably five, 7,000, not a single, not one single malfunction. Uh, as long as you clean it, take care of it. Um, I know they're mechanical. Anything can happen, but... Uh, um, you know, it, it, it is what it is. So you're right. You cannot buy it. And I wished I could go back and replay that. And that would be a big part I would change. No doubt about it. Find a coach, select a gun second. Seek wise counsel. Yeah. the uh, Your coach will, most of the coaches that you'll go see, the proven coaches will tell you in A400 anyway. You know, so, I mean, that's, sure. that's, I mean, I've got them. Everybody, everybody that shoots has an A400. You know, absolutely. And it's funny. Uh, every, so mine, when I got the new gun and they, they're doing a new Cerakoting process on it, uh, it's really pretty. And I took that really nice bread of wood, rich got me and the four end and, and due to some time constraints, um, uh, Cole couldn't finish it. Not rich, not rich directly at rich. It's, it's Cole is, you know, it's a big company, but they were running about 14 weeks to finish it. And I guess a little bit of Zach or calling and begging uh, Jim Greenwood, who was over at Will Fennell's in South Carolina. I drove over at uh, early, early December, and he had a lot of appointments. He said, yeah, go be, be over here about 2 o'clock, and I'll, I'll, I'll look at the gun, watch you shoot the gun. We'll do it on the pattern board just to make sure, and, uh, and I'd be glad to help you. Again, Justin, I can't say it again. Everybody will help you They're, you know, they're all supporting their own companies, but there's no, I don't, I've not seen animosity anywhere. Um, I just didn't want to be this time of the year mm -hmm. waiting for 14 weeks to get simply to get the gun finished, checkered and out the door. So I guess I've got a blended rich coal built Jim Greenwood finished and checkered uh, stock and foreign. And I couldn't be, I uh, couldn't be more grateful for that, but I've had a lot of people, I've had pictures taken of it. 
I've had, can I see that gun? This is what I like. Um, all the, I mean, it's just amazing. People just kind of gravitate to that A400. It's funny how many of them you now see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, do you have the brand new A400 that just came out? I don't. I've got one. Uh, I've got one um, heading to Coles now, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, I gotta get with uh, gotta get with a few people to decide how we want to uh, customize it. I guess so. What we see is that flat gray. I'm gonna, you know, you got to do something to kind of pimp it out a little bit and uh, and and put some new wood on it. So I am gonna have a backup to the one I've got now. I just hadn't decided, but it's on the way. Uh, it's on the way down there. It looks really nice. Did you get a chance to see it? Yeah, I've got one. Yeah. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, Jim's got mine right now putting a stock on it. So does he really? Yeah. Does he really? That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Those guys know what they're doing and uh uh it's good gun. And and actually, um a lot of the work I think it's gonna work out better for Rich. Bless his heart, he, he's built this magnificent Cole Pro, you know, upgraded triggers and the the uh Magwell was all beveled out, you know, to get the shells in easier and and great for kids, especially, you know, you can just push them up in there almost with the palm of your hand. But, um, Brett is now doing that corporately. So hopefully it'll take a little bit of the build time out, uh, for, for Cole, but also that's a lot of Rich's brainchild. So, uh, he's really got that thing perfected and it's just, it's just a ball to shoot. I, I, uh, uh, I experienced it once Justin at, in Houston at um there was a there was a trap bird similar to number 15 that we all got to see last week mm-hmm. uh it was the only difference it was still going mock two but it was mock two but the trap was right beside you right beside the station mm-hmm. and when you were in the, when you were in the cage you could see the trap i mean literally it was you could spit on it, it was right there and it was going out so i set my hold point and by then i'd had a little bit of professional lessons and we jack and i were really working on it and it beat me it clearly and i knew it beat me but in order to as he keeps preaching you know see it late watch it break see it late watch it break well i was seeing it but i realized that my whole point was probably a little too close for the speed of the bird mm-hmm. and the oa 400 i then that was the first time i understood what moving the gun meant I knew I was beat and it cranked up like a Ferrari and I was back out in front of it and I killed the bird. I'll never, that was one of those really, you know, <laughs> moments that you thought, now I know what it means to be able to take that thing and realize it and just move it quickly out in front of it. Um, and, and, and kill the bird was, was so gratifying. So, um, the whole gun process, um, it, it it's cumbersome and it's tough and it's it's not a microwave deal you don't call up and order it and it just comes in the mail you've got to be willing to work at it and you, you it takes a little time to get it perfected but when you do uh i'm just learning what it is to become kind of one with the gun and and I'm, I'm getting there now i'm having a ball with it so and i know you love them too they're they're awesome yeah and let me tell you something if you're looking to buy an a400 you do not know what you're missing until you try a Cole Pro A400. Unbelievable guns. Uh, uh, wouldn't I wouldn't be. I don't think I would be where I'm at, and I don't know that I'm anywhere, but I don't know that it would be near as much fun when when you love to get it out and shoot it. It just uh, and and listen. I, another thing I've learned too, and and Justin, you know this. They all have them. They all have them. You go back and start looking at 
old magazines and by, there's how many pictures of Anthony are there with with a with a with with I guess not a four hundred but Brett Automatics way back in the day it was the gold standard mm-hmm. uh, and now it just you know and and it, and there's nothing wrong those those over and unders are beautiful 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 uh pieces of work their artwork um but i can't i just don't feel i've been advised and i know in my heart of hearts that i'm not at the point where i can shoot one and so uh consistently where i can continue to learn so i'm going to stay right where i'm at but they all own them they all own them go ask rollins brown uh if he has a bread automatic and and we all know how near and dear Kriegoff is to them. I mean, Kriegoff's a, um, you know, is, is a Rolex brand in the world. I mean, it's just known for the highest quality, but they also know for, you know, dove hunting and, 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 and duck hunting, things like that. Uh, he highly recommends bread automatics too. Uh, but when a person gets ready for an over and under, a lot of options, lots of options. That's right. So when you, and they're great options. When you started, what kind of expectations or goals did you set for yourself? And do you think those expectations were obtainable or were they a little bit far-fetched being new to the sport? Well, you know, I, I, I can, I, you know, it was zero expectations, obviously in the beginning. I mean, uh, heck you're just trying to figure it all out. And then, and then you go over it time and time again and you start to settle in and you really, there gets to a point where you really, really start to enjoy it. And I wish for the people just trying it out, um, that, uh, you know, I wish I could get them. I mean, I wish they'd be in my squad so you could take the real nervous Nelly and kind of, you know, drag them along by the end of the day, they're having a good time. But I had no, uh, I, I think now, and I, and I will say this, and this is going to sound crazy. When I go out every day now in my heart of hearts, it, you know, I love to compete. I think competition is life in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But it's friendly competition. I think I can beat Anthony and Zach when I go out there. I do believe that. I try, I think that. Do I know deep down that that's probably not going to happen? Sure, I do. Absolutely. But, uh, but I, but I do feel like you know I'm ready for the day and I'm I'm learning and I'm having so much fun. I believe the euphoria is there that that I think I can I can win. And uh, that hasn't happened yet on a two day main. Yeah, I've won some feed tasks and I've won some five stands and I've done, you know, some some different things. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I didn't have expectations now. I'm just really wanting to uh, I really want to slow down the punches a little bit. If you want to know the truth, I'm four punches into into B. So where the future goes, uh, I don't know. Rodney, uh, great show. People haven't listened to it. I've met spent some time with uh, with Rodney and. He's 54 and I'm 54. Look what he's done. And what'd you say was five to seven years? Yeah. Seven years. Yeah. Seven years. And, 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 uh, he, uh, he, you know, he, he's doing it. So, uh, do I, do I, I don't, I don't know what the few, I don't know what the expectations are. Do I, do I think I want to be Zach? Uh, I think we all like to be Zach and Anthony and, and, uh, look what Clint Hinton did. I drew Clint the, my very first shoot, uh, with uh, with Kyle Millwood and Kiana and Christian Crawford and uh, I, I'm a product of a really good first draw or first experience. Uh, let me let me let me kind of back up to say that. And all of them could you know they they were they were so so encouraging and helpful. Um, it helped the process along. But expectations, um, you know, Zach and I've talked about it a little bit. I think it's. Uh, um, 
you know, just uh, let, let's try to let's try to not consciously, but let's let's let the championship tour be our gauge this year and mm-hmm. see how we do. I started the year as C class. I'm now four punches into B class. So um, let you know, let's see how it goes amongst our peers and and continue to work and, and see where it goes. So I think you kind of have to set those year after year and and uh, and see where you get to. So um, but I like to think. Uh, Hey, I've met a lot of, you know, I've met a lot of professional football players and and um, uh, and, and the like. And I always tell some of them, you get to joking with them on the side, and kind of look over there, and I look over there and say, let me tell you something. I met one of them was a, he was a, a world champion. He was an MMA fighter, and I told him, I said, now listen, I could whip your tail if you give me a minute or whatever. And and everybody <laughs> looks at him and said he'd kill you. But in your heart of hearts, I think you got to believe it. And obviously, that's just in fun. But it's, but it's a, it, or, or I could outrun your, uh, your brother on the drag strip. Do I really think that's going to happen? Of course not. Right. But I think anything you do, you at least got to, you can't go defeated. You know, you can't go make a sales call and say, well, there's no way they're going to do business with me before you walk in the door. You're already beat. I mean, that's, that's the greatest thing sports teach us growing up. That's why, you know football, basketball, baseball, and then cycle it over again. It just, it's just life lessons. So yeah. uh, no real expectations, just taking it year by year and, and trying to learn. Yeah. Explain what you have said before, which is you have to slow down to speed up. What does this mean to you? Well, I, you know, I, it, Zach, well, the first time I took a lesson, and, and let me say this, um, it's like uh, I've got a few – professional my bass fishing buddies andy morgan one of the best in the world still today and um you know bill mcguire when bill's home what do you think bill probably doesn't want to do when he's home he don't want to shoot anymore he wants to go fishing so i don't have the luxury of having him there but when i when i thought well zach would be pretty good because anthony was kind of hard to get to and i was in savannah with the daniels i thought it'd be you know it was a logical choice and we'd gotten to be uh, he's kind of like an onion. You got to peel him back a little bit at a time. And he's just a, such a super nice guy. And really both of them are very, very good teachers. But I realized after the first lesson, uh, I went over about 10 o'clock and you've done this many times, get to four city, by the way, <laughs> an unbelievable facility. I, I'm just disappointed. They hadn't had a big regional there yet because it would be our us open. It would be, just a beautiful piece of ground. But uh, we get over there. The course is closed on this particular Tuesday. We shoot from about 10. Desiree brought lunch at about noon, 4.35. I get in the car. I get down the road, Justin. I come out of the gates. I get down the road. I pull into a convenience store. I get a Gatorade and Tylenol. And that's how much my, I was either thinking and about two or three flats of shells later, um, I learned real quick that I've got to slow down to speed up, and I've got to forget everything that I that I knew, and I've got to change the way I'm doing it because the things I learned, it just it just showed me. And and again, unfortunately, I was already four or five regional U.S. Opens wherever we were at that particular point. Um, I was already that far down before I ever took a lesson and um, a lesson I got. And, and Desi's just as good um, at, at certain things as he is, but 
he gives you the spiel about seeing the bird and you've got the best seeing the bird story ever. And we've got to tell that one in a second, but, <laughs> but I realized right then I've got to stop and I've got to, I've got to rethink how I'm doing this. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take what he's saying to heart. I might be down 20 birds at the next event, but I'm going to trust it and I'm going to learn to work with it. And I'm going to have to slow down in order to speed up at some point. And it was the best thing I ever did. But when he did give me the, and you've done it too, the spiel about, you know, we got to learn to look at the bird. You have the greatest story that's ever, that's ever <laughs> told about seeing the bird. But I think a lot of people relate to it. And I think we can kind of tie it together for everybody about truly what it means to see the bird, but you got to tell that story. I was at a, I was at a shoot and I was very new. Okay. And, you know, when you get up to shoot and you call a pull, you're, you look at the bird and you shoot at the bird, right? Well, <laughs> well, I'm shooting. I can't, t- I can't, I can't say it like I want to say it because we're on the podcast, but I, I'd shoot, miss, shoot, miss, shoot, miss. And one of the guys behind me, which was a pro, he says, Hey man, you got to look at that bird. And I, I mean, I'm just short version of it. And I turned around and I said, what in the hell do you think I'm looking at? I am, I am looking at the bird and it, it was just, I, I was thinking to myself, you know, what is, I mean, what does this guy really think I'm looking at? I'm looking at the bird, yeah. but yeah. I'm not looking yeah. at it like they, like I'm supposed to be looking at it. And that's what you gotta, you gotta learn as you, you know, as you get better, what it means to really look at the bird. And I, I just thought you were supposed to look at it. I'm looking at it. I don't, well, sure. You know, but sure. I wasn't looking at it like he wanted me to look at it and that, and he wanted me to look at it the right way, you know, and I just didn't know what that right way was. So that's, that's the slowdown for the, for the, again, we're talking about, um, you know, I'll say to everybody here, uh, I humbly say this, um, this is just, this is the sport as I've seen it. And it is a very, it is a very, humbling and 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 as desi says it best sometimes the game's just hard and no truer words have been spoken so when i got there i thought i had a preconceived idea how this was game was going to work and then the big guy changed it real quick and um and so that was the really slow down part but you're exactly right and we joke about that and still one of the greatest stories what do you think i'm looking at just now, I'm beginning to understand what that really means. Uh, what we saw at the Gator Cup <clears throat> a few weeks ago, and the Finesies have been have become friends, and and uh, and they're they're just what a great shoot. And Gene and Double D, it was just a a really good time. And uh, I remember you remember the little um, the the little the little two the little trap teal that literally if 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 ten guys were standing there with a handful of rocks, we'd probably hit them. Um, and then the little short rat, the little rabbit that was 10 yards away going about literally just enough to keep it rolling mm-hmm. on the ground. You remember those targets and the little soft teal behind it? Oh yeah. <laughs> those were the ones with the little Zach devil on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, I could hear him saying, slow down and look at them before you pull the trigger. And, and I think I came out of there maybe five, six, 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 uh, uh, but but again, it was those lessons where it was the proper stance and the proper hold point and the slow down moment um, 
because you know that's not a that's not fourth and inches play. That's where you got to just slow down and literally see the the W in white and the F in flyer and pull the trigger and 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 thankfully just disintegrated them. And yep. that was just the lessons I learned. But guess what? I don't think our whole squads came out of those uh, even. I could be wrong, but there were one or two dropped ones. And that just shows you real quick how humbling it can get real quick and in a hurry. The, the, the game can be very humble. Let me tell you about that slow rabbit. So the people that weren't there, slow the slow rabbit was, I, I don't know, 10 yards maybe, something like At that. Least. In front, about that, in, if that. In front of you. And it would come out of the trap, pass, pass a tree, and it was rolling so slow that I th- – I think it would just eventually fall over if it hit the right stick, you know? So, um, Jeremy's shooting in front of me and he gets all the way down to the last pair and misses the rabbit. And I just start laughing <laughs> and, and he, he turns around and looks at me like, why are you laughing at me? I just, I just started laughing. So I walked up in there, I shot and did the same thing he did. And I turned around and I said, I hate that target right there worse than anything a slow rabbit because I seem to always miss one. You know, the, the stuff that you think, oh, this is going to be easy is always hard to hit to me. I don't know why. That's ex- exactly right. You know, I had I had uh, on some chokes when we were trying to pick guns. Uh, Zach and, of course, Bill said, uh, well, get some comping chokes. And the reason we did that was because they were, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, some of this, I, they're still chokes. So when you got a single barrel, Obviously, you're putting a little bit more, little, you know, a touch more weight on the nose, mm-hmm. and and again, you have one barrel, so they're durable. And um, so I got comp and chokes. And after that, when Bill called and he goes, "Ralphie, how you doing?" I said, "Good, I'm doing good, Bill. How are you?" Well, I'm traveling to wherever out. He's out there in the world, and he said uh, we were talking about, it and I I saw those rabbits. He goes, "Ooh, that reminds me." He said, "What what chokes do you have?" And I said, "Well." you and Zach and everybody told me I need to put I need to screw a 15 in there and then don't don't ask again for a year or two you just keep shooting that 15 and he goes well and I said but I got a 20 and we play around with that a little bit and he said you call back down to conference I'll get you a zero <laughs> and he said those little short birds reminded me get you a zero and I'm not a proponent of doing a lot of changing but when you see those things like that just remember old Bill said just screw in that zero and open yourself up because because you're right, and I think a lot, and I do think, I do think, Justin, you'll agree with this. When you get the guys that I, I, I was with, you know, all big, big guns and over and unders, and a lot more accomplished shooters, you know, when you get some of those thick chokes, and they're what twenty five thousandths. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what, what would that be at ten yards? I don't. Again, I don't. A baseball. Uh, ten inches, eight inches. No, nah, I'd be I like mean, throwing a softball at it. Y- yeah, you, you, you could miss it so easily that. It, it so you know again just another pro tip is is uh is 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 learning how to work the single barrel but uh so so humbling and then you go to the hard hardest target on the course and my group was just shining you know because they they'd let those you know Kyle Millwood's really good at that that very quick trap bird he called pull boom it was it was shot before I could even see it which one are you talking about uh, number 15 15 oh lord that was a that was that i don't know who set that course that was mike luongo really 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 good course i get the 15 we talked about this in the in rodney's <laughs> podcast 15 was those two fast trap targets out to the right of you and okay the, you know what i'm talking about but it's you want to know how well i know how you're talking what you're talking about yeah what, what, the first one i set up in the station and i was the 
second shooter. And I think Millwood shot it first and, and, and he did, he did pretty good. Maybe it was like a four or whatever. And I thought, again, you go back to the little, little Zach on your shoulder. I'm like, I'm not sure I know exactly where to set up on this. I go in, I get, I get my feet right. I get my body right. I, I, I pull back over and I call pull. And I'm just, I'm just telling them again, coming, coming at this whole thing humbly. Um, the trapper goes, is that a malfunction? And I said, yes, it's a malfunction in my head, Justin. <laughs> I never pulled the trigger on either one of them. And he goes, he looks at everybody. And he goes, is that a, a lost pair? Are we doing it over? And I said, that's a lost pair. And, and then I took the whole point and I moved it out about 20 yards. And, uh, I think I got a one and I came out of there with about a two. I might've hit the first, I can't remember a two or a three. I'd have to go back, but I never saw it. I never saw the first, pair. never until the second bird was curling into the ground. I guarantee the first one was already probably, you know, growing plants out of it before I saw it. I never saw it. It was gone. <laughs> so you never, and, uh, you never even shot at it. Never shot at it. Never, never saw it. Never saw it. And <laughs> Hey, one thing about it, we're going to see it late before I pull the trigger. I can assure you of that. And <laughs> and and I know I never saw it. And the trapper goes, "Is that a malfunction or is that?" And I said, "Yo, it's a malfunction. It's a malfunction in my head." And I never never pulled the trigger. Never done that. Ever done that. But uh, again, uh, for everybody that's laughing, hold off on that until you see it because it was uh, maybe maybe uh, what's the guy that does the YouTube. Nick, uh, Nick Barry, maybe maybe he'll have it on. Maybe he'll have that station, and if he does, uh, we need to post that so everybody can, uh, you know get a look at that before they before they laugh too hard. Yeah, there's people out there that ran it. Anthony, I, th- I think Anthony dropped one, but I, it's it was definitely quick. And Mike listens to this podcast. Mike, you did a good job. That that stand right job. there just got me. So, and I and I'll tell you this. We'll get into it later. But but uh, Mike, uh, I met Mike at the nationals with Ryan Harper. And uh, by the way, Ryan, just again, again, just another person I met, just a, just a quality, uh, the young people in this sport, you know, the Connor Daniels and the Ryan Harpers. And I shot with Griffin Howe and I, uh, at the FETAS last time that, that, that little guy can shoot. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but Mike looked over at me and, and I, we had acknowledged each other a day or two before at the Gator cup. And he came over to, he pointed his finger and he goes, you, he goes, grab your scorecard and follow me. And we go down to station six. That was when we had the rain delay, and then it was opening back up. The eleven thirty rotations are going to shoot at two thirty, mm-hmm. and uh, he put me with Anthony. So I got to shoot the day with Anthony, and we were able to have drive together to dinner and had dinner that night. And Emma, his daughter, was with him and gotten to know them a little bit. And so I, I, I thank thanks to Mike for for setting that up. And um, again, for a beginner, that's why I tell everybody it just just uh, the people you meet and, and, and to experience that, uh, I got to see it live and in person. So it was, uh, uh, it was really neat to do. That was a fun day. Yeah. You know, when I was starting, I got to always shoot with great shooters and I liked shooting with people that were way better than I was. Mm-hmm. Even if they weren't in master class, they could be, you know, an A class shooter. I like to shoot with people that were way better than I, than I was. And I still like doing that because you yep. can learn, you can learn a lot just from watching kind of like you watching Anthony. And I know, yep. I know a lot of these guys now, have you shot with them? Any of these guys like that? And if so, has it helped you by watching them? Well, you know, that, that's a great question. And the answer was no. So we go back again, just a little over a year ago. 
and you get to the first one, goodness, you don't know anybody. So there's no way you're going to get, you're going to get squatted with any of them. But you know what? It's been great, Justin. So I have never selected a squad. Um, and I would recommend that to anybody new. And le- unless you're coming with a, a family member or you're coming with that's shooting or you're coming with a buddy and, and just logistic, logistically, you need to, you know, ride in the same, share the cart together or whatever, but don't, don't I wouldn't recommend showing up with five and shooting with all five because how are you going to meet anybody? I just, I love people. I mean, it's a people person, but let me tell you, over the year, I've now shot with Anthony. I've shot with Joe Finese in Houston, and uh, we had, that was a great story. Uh, Doug Kirkendall was in there and become a good friend, and, um, uh, I, you know, of course, Bill and Zach, and then I've, you, you'll, you'll meet them. You'll meet a lot of people by not selecting your squad. Some are beginners, some are ladies, some are kids, some are, you know, they're just, it's just all kinds, but you get to spend a day or you get to spend that round with somebody. It may be the five stand or it may be a prelim, but it's amazing the people you meet. And then the next time you go, you don't know the one or two you came with. You're like, Oh, Hey, how you doing? And, one of them's wife might've been sick or the wife broke her arm or son got hurt playing sports and Hey, how's your son doing? How, you know, and you just kind of, you, you meet more people. Those big names will come over time. And, and I mean, I met them all actually the, the most nervous I've ever been for some strange reason was at the Jack links this year. We get out to the five stand and um, we, we get over there and I'm ready to go. So my squad is, Rollins, Kimball, Zach, Connor Daniel. Anthony pulls up. I'm in station one. He pulls up in the next rotation. And and we've met each other at this point. We've we've had some good conversation. But he pulls right up behind station one in his golf cart. And he's sitting there and he just wants to watch the birds. Well, I'm already nervous enough because I've got I've got my coach with me. I know he's over there grading me. Uh I've got Connor over there, a little guy can just shoot the world up and I've you know, and I didn't do all that well. And I turn around between station one and two, then Donald Trump Jr. standing there and Cindy and Marty are back there and, and half the, and I'm like, I'm just, I'm headshot. I mean, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't even hold the gun up. So I think I get like a 15. And then when we get to the second, third and fourth layout, I think I progressed. It went, it went to like 20 or 21 and 20 and 21 and, you know, whatever, you know, it was, it was way better, but Again, nerves kind of come and go, but guess what? That's the greatest. That's the greatest lessons you'll ever get. Anthony could have cared less, but I, Anthony was just there to look at the birds. But uh, he's not there judging you or anybody else. But uh, I, I just recommend just just random squad. I don't. I, I just think it's just it's it's good to meet people because you'll meet all kinds of people. And and uh, I've offered people riding my golf cart or riding the K and M or or whatever. I mean, it, everybody's there to help. So. Um, but I, but I've, I've been fortunate now to, to shoot with quite a few and, uh, and guess what? You won't believe it, Justin, but they still load the gun and pull the trigger the same exact way. They just hit a few more. That's right. So that it's, it, they're, they're no different than anybody else. Once you get, once you get past, uh, the starstruck stuff. So, yeah, you know, and even if you can't shoot with these good guys, you can go home, get on the internet and contact one of these guys as a, you know, if you want to talk about a coach or another shooter and they'll help you out you can always learn something from the internet you know watching youtube watching the videos you can subscribe to some some of these coaches have like monthly online lessons you can you can subscribe to that and just 
various other outlets that are out there so have when you were getting into this did you watch any of that stuff did you get on youtube and like nick barry you just brought him up yeah well i'll tell you the truth i you know um i remember driving to from i'm basically right outside chattanooga so i'm two hours to the atlanta airport and um i drove to the southeast regional which was really my first one which was in and i was invited bobby uh, hilliard invited me to come down again and so i go down i listened to your podcast mm-hmm. 10 hours oh my word you know because because i'll say this and I, I could probably take the test on every episode and if you put honest and fair questions on there i could probably get i'd probably grade out pretty good on that one but um <laughs> but if you really think about it, what else is there? There, okay. So I've got Anthony's videos, and I've watched them. Fantastic. Um, I look at the idiots on Amazon that kind of, if you look on there where I ordered it from, I didn't know who to call at the time. I ordered, you know, and somebody put one star. Um, boring. Well, what idiot is that? I mean, I mean, they're they're really really extra extra good videos, and I'll recommend anybody to buy those. But take them. You got to take them in sections, you know, sit down and say, I'm going to watch chapter two and I'm going to watch it two or three times. If you don't understand something immediately, back it up 15 seconds and make sure you at least get the basics. Uh, Brand new book. I'm envious. I know you've got it. Um, uh, And and I'm sure read it cover to cover now. Looking forward to getting that. But if you think about it outside of outside of the podcast. And then and then, of course, the Nick Berry videos. uh, that's all you got. So I can't, I can't thank you enough. It's meant the podcast have meant a lot to me from the, from the language, just the, the, the understanding the language of the game and, uh, understanding etiquette. Uh, you know, when you're things that you learn from other guests and you ask the pro shooters, you know, does anything bother you? I really don't think a lot bothers them, but you know, the, the, the machines running and I've, I've seen it all. I've seen, uh, uh, Polaris's or Can-Ams go by, and you'll feel a little bit of a woofer woofing, you know, woof, woof, you feel I'm like, well, the kids are jamming out in there, but there are people trying to shoot. So you learn a little bit about the language, the etiquette, um, you know, you're not there to coach. And of course I'm not coaching anybody, but you know, you know, so I can't say enough about, the, I have listened to all of them and I've learned so much and will continue. I listen to them, the, uh, whether I'm working out in, in spin class at the, at the Y to whatever, I'll listen to them, um, cover to cover. And, um, and, and you're another one. I, and I mean it, that people need to, uh, say thanks for what you've done and the time away from your family to jump out there and do this because there aren't a lot of, there aren't a lot of mediums, a lot of channels to go get this. Um, there's not a textbook. You don't go get, you know, uh, sporting clay one Oh six and, and start taking the syllabus, you know, reading the syllabus and the textbook. That's not how this works. This is, this is trial and error and, uh, and the podcast fell out of void. So, you know, thank you again for, for starting what you guys have started. It's wonderful. Yeah. Thank so you. it's really, really good. That's something else that's new. And you've probably heard of this or seen it. Uh, Scott Hardison started, uh, the clay lab and these guys, they love, there's four guys. They love shooting and they wanted to figure out how to do something for the sport that no one's done yet. So what they did was they're going to clubs before large tournaments and video and, what's yep. in store for the shooters and and what to expect where to go do you feel that this is something that could make a shooter more comfortable about going to these shoots absolutely and i and i and i just saw that and it's it's funny you mentioned that um 
I, I think I even forwarded it over to uh, uh, the Daniels, and I think I sent it to Bobby uh, Hilliard here in town that's going to go to the U.S. Open this year. So if people haven't seen that now, you're, you're, you got, they got kind of connected up with shotgun sports. Am I correct in that? Y'all, y'all yeah, yeah, yeah. Working on some content together. Yeah. Hopefully in the, in the near future will be Scott's really, really good with video. I mean, he's got, yep. the, he's got the best equipment that you can buy to do what he's doing. I mean, all these, well, I encourage, and- it's awesome. I encourage everybody. So we, we found it about. Oh gosh, two or three weeks ago on the upcoming U.S. Open, mm-hmm. um, we talk about it early. You, you you get into you know, and 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 a lot of you know. Let's face it. There's grown adults, and we're learning how to when we're going to a shoot. The first thing you got to do is you're managing logistics, right? I mean, you gotta you gotta get there, and you gotta get machines off trailers, and you gotta get registered, and you gotta get you know, if you don't bring your shells, you gotta get shells, and you gotta get the lay of the land, and 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 where's the practice fire? Go watch this video, this this Clay Labs, and I just stumbled upon it, and I thought if this were to be done for where they could come in and, and where we just left the Gator Cup or any shoot, I don't care if it's the Nationals, even if you've been there, it I know exactly in my mind visually what the registration looks like. I know where the banquet dinner is going to be served. Uh, I know where I know what the courses look like. I know what some of the stations look like. I know what you know. You've you've got a quick and and I bet well, Justin, it was a, at least an hour. I mean, it was a very well done um, preview of the U.S. Open, and um, it, 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 it it that could be a wave. And I'd love to see like all the champion championship tour, the tour events of NSCA. Wouldn't it be neat if those could be? And the channel, you know, they could fund a way to do each and every one of those events. Um, yeah. I th- uh, I you think- know, like if it was Kansas, have Derek Mine walking somebody through Claythorne, for example, because we just came from there last year or whatever, explaining the kind of the lay of the land, just so you get a feel of what it looks like in your head. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think all the clubs should contact these guys uh, if they have time. I mean, there's a lot of people contacting them right now, but there's, you know, if all these clubs would, would get a hold of these guys, you know, give them some time to be able to work their way there. And it would, it would really, really help the people coming. Absolutely. You can't, I already know that I'm going to park across the street. <laughs> I can, t- in my mind, I don't know what highway that is, but I know what they mean. When you come down that road, you're going to probably pull off to the left and there's just huge acreage to park in and you're going to unload and you're going to the machine. You're going to drive across the street and I, and I can see the drive going in and uh seeing the lakes that you could potentially shoot over and uh you, you just got again just got a, a very acute visual of what you're going to see when you get there which again for anybody's done it it's half the battle you got to get you got to get there and get comfortable and get started yep that's right so it's, it's thought- wonderful i hope they i encourage them to keep that up and if people haven't seen it uh by all means uh, what is there 1500 shooters going to that then mm-hmm. uh there ought to be at least 1500 uh views on that because it's uh it's it's that well done yep yep it's uh it was it was cool to see rick involved with it and uh kind of giving them a, a tour of the place and they knew exactly what to talk about and that's one thing yeah, about remember rick. his big notebook his big yeah. planning notebook oh, wasn't yeah. that impressive oh yeah yeah rick now he he does it right i mean he is he is on he crosses all of his t's and dots all of his eyes i promise you 
Yeah, he did. I met him for the first time at, uh, he was in our hotel in, uh, at Gator cup and, uh, he'd stopped by in the evening and, and, uh, I think Ryan Harper introduced me to him and, uh, we told him we were looking forward to, to coming over there and he might've given us a little idea on some, on some, uh, housing. I think a lot of people rent houses over around Debadoo and things like that. So he gave us a little, uh, insight on that, but, uh, uh, very excited, excited to go do that. Yeah. But that, that thing is really, really cool. It, it kind of view it like this. Clay lab is to YouTube. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a video. It's an HD video of shotgun sports Yeah, in a way. Yeah. So that's what it is. I hope to get Scott to, uh, video a podcast while we're over there, which I think will be cool because I haven't, done, I haven't done that and I'm really not that good with a camera. So, you know, to, to have somebody that's, um, that's good with that kind of stuff to video a cool podcast. We, we should be having one lined up with Beretta and I, I want to get that one on video. So well, listen, they're, they're, uh, uh, people got to, you know, the, the, the support that the people meet when you go to vendor row, that's something we don't talk about a lot. And, uh, I actually, um, there was a, there was quite a group of people at the Beretta trailer and they've all become friends now. And again, that's where I've met Rodney and, and you see Zach, it's funny. You see everybody at Beretta, oh, yeah. but uh, you know, people, people need to realize um, anybody that's run a company or done anything and, and look at the dollars and cents and the P's and the L's um, that's a large expense to go do that. And um, Brian Buzzy does an incredible job of setting that up and, and Kimball, uh, DuPont does it with DuPont Creek off. And I don't know a lot of the other ones. It doesn't mean they're not there. They are there. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, they bring their gunsmiths on site and they, uh, uh, they're, they're, they're there to support it and help. And, and, uh, the, you know, the industry needs to support them. And, and, uh, I said it, uh, out loud, I, uh, the other day before we walked over to dinner, I, uh, I, Brett from Winchester was there and, and Buzzy was there and Travis from Brett, a corporate was there. And, um, I think Rollins Kimball were there and, I just, I just kind of, you know, cleared the room for a minute and I raised my hand and wanted to thank everybody for being there and, and being there to support it. Uh, I, I said, look at it. You know, you got, you got everybody hanging out over here and this stuff isn't free. This there, there's an expense to do that. Uh, and, and trust me, you can't, you can't sell five guns and cover that cost. It's, it's a, it's a real bottom line expense and, uh, shooters need to be, uh, thankful that they're there to support when a gun breaks or um, they need uh, they need something fixed or they need uh, you know help with something or don't understand something or how to use something they're there to support it and uh, uh, it's I'm sure it's a pretty thankless job but uh, but they're they're really good people and they spend a lot of money to be there to support us yeah that's right so what's next for you I see you moving up rather quickly through the classes so what's going what's, what's next for you well, I'm four, I guess I'm four, I've run up four points, four punches into B and, um, uh, really probably trying to slow it down a bit. Uh, I kind of wish I could go back to E and start all over again, knowing what I know now, but I guess that's why they've got a, a punch system and a class system, but yeah, you can't do um, that, Ralph. Can't do that. <laughs> heading out to heading out to, um, Arizona next week and, uh, looking forward to that. So I'm going to, I'm going to shoot the rest of them. Then of course the U S open and, uh, all the other regionals just looking forward to going to different spots and uh and seeing different birds and just continuing to learn and um um you know is that as Zach, Zach's told me a lot of things and i've made i've made mental notes of it and he mentioned one time that 
so, something something to the effect of you know early on the only thing that's consistent is all the inconsistency right so you, you're you're just learning how to i shot my first 81 at jack links in the main and uh i was just so fired up so justin if you can shoot an 81 one day shouldn't you shoot an 81 the next well nope that's not the way it works so you go over and you you know you crank off a, a 70 or 68 on that monster course that was set down there it's it's pretty humbling so zach was sort of right about that the only thing consistent is the inconsistent so um looking forward to looking forward just to continue on and and uh and 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 uh, you know and and obviously if you get lucky and fortunate and keep learning you might get up in the master class and you know i've got a few ideas of what maybe that should or should not look like um well, let's as hear it relates let's hear well you know you know that the NSCA, the the, the master class debate and the pro class debate, and I think one sport I've been involved with has managed it. And there's a lot of smart people in the world, and uh, we see it with PGA. Um, we see it with what's the what it was it the, like the Corn Ferry or the Nike Tour, and there's a there's a qualification and a point system. But but I really think at the end of the day, you could take a legal pad and a pencil, and you could probably write down 15 names. And I guarantee Vegas would not take these odds because they know it's true. Um, there's 15, one of those 15 people, you're going to read about it. They're going to win an event. Right. And you could do it without a pencil. You know, you could start going right down the list of those shooters. Well, wouldn't it be great if there were a, a, a true pro class uh, and, then a, and, then, and then a master class? You're not taking anything away from the master class guy, but in a pro class, maybe – it would work fishing. Look what's happening now for the ones that, that don't know it. There was a, an original BASS. That was the, the gold standard for years. Then the Walmart started backing Forrestell with the FLW. He was the founder of Ranger Boat Company. That was what FLW stood for. And it had its pro class, $100,000 to the winner, you know, 55,000 second. It worked all the way down. If you, if you just hung out down where I did, you got $10,000 and went home. But, um, the, the the problem with that is it led into what's now the MLF major league fishing. So kind of what you're doing, Justin, with, with podcast. And now what we're talking about with, with clay lab, with what uh, I think you said, Scott, what Scott's doing. Well, there, they used, they took it off the ESP and the outdoor channel. So MLF is the top 70 fishermen, in all of professional fishing and those 70 go to a no entry fee tournament fishing for the same money. And what did they do? They didn't put it on national television. The camera is in every boat. So you're getting to watch Anthony and Zach and Bill McGuire and, and Gavin and all these people, you know, shoot live, or in this case, fish live. The fish are weighed. There's an official, the fish are weighed. There's no more putting them in the live well, going back to weigh in stand. There is no way in. It's done on the water and it's live. And those are the best fishermen in the world. And they qualify from either the bass side or the FLW side. And they work their way up into this pro class. I don't know how to fit, how to fix all that. But the, I think one channel may be that it's the PCS. What was that? PCS or PSCA. Yeah. That was probably, you know, they were trying to get viewership and all that. But I think in this model, you could easily put that on a live YouTube. Uh, COVID taught us a lot about that. What could be posted 
whether it was church or what sporting events or whatever's posted live on YouTube. Well, that's the way they took it. But let those guys shoot for more money, find viewership and find those non-endemic sponsors, you know, like the Toyotas of the world, Toyota corporate. Uh, I've privately got, and I'll just say it here. I'm trying to make inroads with Polaris and Can-Am don't care which one, but I think both those companies need to be involved in this because I don't know of any contingency of people that they could go to any outlet they could go to and find more owners than are right there at these shoots. I mean, get those non-endemic sponsors into it um, and, and truly create a, a, a pro class. I'll, I'll give you something you can go research back in the day. There was, and there still is BassFan.com. It's, it's some, I don't know if Anderson media, somebody owns it. So let's just say for a minute, it's the, it's the shotgun sports, but it's a live website and they have the world ranking in there. And I think it goes down 200 anglers deep. Mm-hmm. There's a point system very similar to NSCA, like the all American team, or maybe the, yeah, the team USA. Mm-hmm. So maybe that team USA thing's already in play and it goes out 50 people and that's your pro class. And that's, that's what's going to be. And it alternates as they perform you don't lose your tour card, but at the next year you may you may lose it and you step back into master class because think the question maybe that hasn't been asked. We hear about the younger shooters come up, they go to college, mom and dad are paying the bill, they show up at all the shoots, they get out of college, now they're starting their careers, they're you know, they're working seventy hours a week trying to get going and uh oh, they meet the love of their life, they get married, they're not thinking about shooting. So we realize we lose that group until they're 30-ish or 40, and they come back into it. But on the flip side of that, how many people punched a master class, and no pun intended, but they get tired of getting punched to death. They're, they're, they're punched out in master because they're not even on the first. You got to go down four pages in the printout to find them. They're, yeah. they're not competing. Now, they started in E, like I did, and they worked their way over there, but they all of a sudden are not really. How many of those people leave and never come back? I bet there's handfuls and handfuls where is where if there were a master class that was that was they're still shooting for money and you take those people let those top 50 shoot in their own in their own space you know let anthony and zach go fight it out over in the pro class which is where they need to be because they're professionally doing it 24 7 365 and it's still not taken away from anybody's accomplishment that's but but back on BassFan.com, do you know what they used to have? And you could ask Bill McGuire on this one. They used to have shotgun. Let's see. It was it was a clay. It was SportingClays.com, just like BassFan.com. It was owned by BassFan.com. And they were covering NSCA shoots and who won them and what the uh, final scoreboard was for all the classes. And it quickly went away and they, they moved it right back over and just, they focused on BassFan.com and it's, and it's been sold a few times since and it's wild. Their viewership or their clicks is just off the charts. Wow. Uh, but they, at one time they had BassFan.com and I'm, I'm just hung up on ShotgunSports.com, but it was something like that. And they were cl- covering clay target shooting. You can go back and do some research on that. And it was going to have a world ranking. Um, so I know a lot of the uh, older timers will remember that, uh, but there, there's a lot of smart people. But um, 
but I think it would keep more people engaged. It happens in every sport. PGA does it, tour card. Fishing does it, tour card. Um, it got, all of them. You got hey, you, you remember at the end of the year you hear it that that the 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 Georgia grad that that's a senior gets his tour card and he's now got you know exemption to play on the PGA tour. But guess what? If he doesn't perform, then he goes. He drops back down. So. I don't know the answers. Maybe the super squad that we're hearing about um, for nationals, maybe that might be the start of it. And maybe they just say, you know what, we can't buy that ESPN spot, but we could sure buy the, we could sure do it live and, and create our own right here on a, on a, on a, on a internet channel, like we just talked about. So um, don't have the answers, but uh, these guys ought to be able to, they've earned it and they ought to be able to shoot for, uh, uh, more money and truly to make uh, a living at it, as well as promote the sponsors that are that are backing it all. But li- li- what little do I know? It just seems like a lot of people do it, and I think they they deserve the right to shoot in their class. And then the the aggressive master class shooters um, also can seek to work into that fifty or forty or whatever the number was. And uh, to me, it's almost like I've learned one thing: those red and white. Castellani vests, those Team USA people, they know what they're doing. They, they've at least, or at least they knew what they do. They were doing for one year anyway. But you know, in that could be a start. What is the ranking of that? It's the top six. Well, maybe it's the top forty. I don't know. But um, they, they're very talented. Sounds like the Clay Lab could be doing some of this work, don't it? Clay Lab could be doing it. I'll share. Uh, I'll share those contacts at uh, at Bass Fan. Maybe you can run back and do some historical uh fact finding on the uh i'm just i can't remember the name of it but uh, it ran for about a year and the reason i remember it because i understood the fishing part of it but i was intrigued because i'd been to national and i'd shot it and and um you know i knew enough about it and i thought well that's kind of cool and i remember seeing like bill's picture on it or whatever but it just kind of went away i don't think they could chase both of them but even they identified the similarities but it just didn't it didn't last for a long time but but Bass Fan went on to be wildly successful. So you can pick, you know, peck around on it sometime. And um, we're not here to necessarily talk all about fishing, but we're talking about the the uh, the, the structures behind how those work. And hey, a lot of those guys are making hundred, two hundred thousand a year before they ever wet a hook. And That's crazy. it's just it's all about viewer, viewership. But it's also that non indemnic you know, it's Toyota. I mean they're They've got Gerald Swindle and Kevin Van Dam and a bunch of those guys that that I know pretty well, and they're they're doing, they're they're they're. You can't rely on Kriegoff and Beretta and Winchester to pay all the bills. I mean, they're not they're not you know they're not they're not able to do it and keep everything else they got going. So we gotta we gotta pull some of those bigger names into it, and um, uh, I think I think it could be done. Again, I don't know how to do it, but surely to goodness, there's people you know. Uh, very qualified that could structure that. Yep. Well, Ralph, so, this is a good old conversation right here, buddy. Man, I really appreciate it. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, again honored and humbled, and um, uh, and again, I don't claim to don't claim to know much. That's just my little story of of uh, of uh, of E class and on, and I'm having a ball with it. And, uh, the shooting's fun. The people are better. So, uh, but congratulations to you and and uh, and all you guys are doing and. Uh, um, tell Jeremy and everybody I said hello and uh, look forward to seeing you probably where World English next for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll be there. We'll that's, be there. And, uh, well. All right, man. Well, we're looking forward to it. And 
and uh, thanks so much again it's been a thrill to be on here with you yeah man thank you 